Welcome to today's episode of the All Things Podcast. We're deviating a little from the way we normally do things today. You know, having one guest on the first half hour, another one on the second, because my guests today are sisters. I'm going to introduce you to Joy and Jan, sisters by blood and in Christ, and new partners in a very exciting adventure with Redemption Press. So before I bring them on, let me give them a proper introduction. Jan Ware Russell and Joy Ware Miller are two sisters and business partners who've established Offsprings Inspirations. Their business is designed around live events with a mission to create an atmosphere where God can move. Their first event was back in 1976 when they coordinated a surprise 20th wedding anniversary party for their parents. They delivered the invitations on their bikes because this event was long before either one of them could drive. Only God knew that this was the beginning of a journey that would leave them that would lead them to where they are today. Jan and Joy have a rich heritage from their parents with a long history of participation in their local community through the Ministerial Association, law enforcement, school districts, and radio stations. Jan and Joy acknowledge their gifts and calling upon their lives have passed have been passed down as a heritage for at least three generations on both sides of their families. Offspring Inspirations is a fulfillment of the God dream revealed to both Jan and Joy during a series of retreats hosted in Ludlow, Pennsylvania. Attending these retreats changed the heart of the Ware family. More recently, what appeared to be a devastating sequence of events of 2020 and the COVID social distancing propelled Offspring's inspirations onto the virtual live stage to again create an atmosphere where God can move. Offspring's inspirations started hosting online retreats, family reunions, and other special events. God has placed his hand upon Jan and Joy to hear his voice and then translate that into events that meet individuals right at their need. Jan is the oldest sister. She says she can remember the first time she laid eyes on Joy and said, she is the cutest little bundle I've ever seen. Then of course, that engaging smile spreads across her face as she reflects over their growing up She said she and Joy were in a God-ordained yin and yang. Being just two sisters, they spent inordinate amounts of time and hours together as iron sharpening iron and simultaneously head buddings and arms embracing. I would call that opposites that complement each other in the end. While college and marriages separated them by distance, their love for each other continue to grow into a wonderful partnership that they experience today. Jan's road led her to get married at a young age to a man that she was attracted to because of his looks and glamorous lifestyle. That marriage ended after 30 years of alcoholism that eventually led to Jan's first husband's death after their divorce. In spite of living a tumultuous personal life, Jan's academic achievements include two BAs 
an MS, and a PhD. Each of these degrees are in full use as Jan ministers as a leader, an educator, and community advocate. God has placed these skills at her disposal in the planning and implementation of Offspring's Inspirations events, as well as Russell Institute of Learning. Jan is living, get this, in the Bahamas, living the dream with her husband, Craig. That was my addition, by the way. Uh, living with her husband, Craig, in a God-given fulfillment of paradise. That's the name of the town. Woo! Together, they have four adult children and five grandsons. Joy's path opened the door for hosting Christian television and radio for the past 30 years. She's been Joy in the Morning, Joy in Our Town, and now Joy in the Evening on Hope 100.7. While in San Antonio, Texas, Joy was the promotions director for three Salem communication stations, as well as morning drive host for KSLR. Texas would be the reconnection point for Joy and myself and the rest, as they say, is his story. You're gonna hear more about that in our conversation. Losing two sons, Christopher at 13 and Matthew during a miscarriage, propelled Joy into deeper ministry of helping hurting hearts to heal. Joy's book, There's a Party in the Pit and You're Invited, is designed to give hope to those grappling with loss, heartache, and fear. She enjoys as much family time as possible with her husband, Charles, and daughters, Lauren and Olivia. Together, these two sisters are a dynamic duo and a powerhouse for God's glory. So here we go. All right. Well, I have been looking forward to having these two ladies on the podcast to introduce them to you all. So Joy and Jan, welcome to the All Things Podcast. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. Yes. So as I've already mentioned in their intro, these two are sisters, not just sisters in the Lord, but blood sisters. And I want to, before we kind of hear their Romans 828 stories and then go into uh, another exciting thing we're doing together. I want to just give a little backstory. I met Joy Ware Miller at the Right to Publish conference at Wheaton College at least 20 years ago. And I remember sitting there in the auditorium and having one of those 15-minute one-on-one appointments with her, and she shared her story with me and how she really felt like God was saying, you need to was it in book format at that point, or it was just in, uh, in your head? Kind of in my head, written down just a little bit, but not anywhere near ready. Okay. So I remember us talking about it, and I was just, oh, yeah, that is a story that needs to be told. You know, I just encouraged her because I just knew she had a real story of redemption and, and Roman. It was a super Romans 828 story. So that's 20 years ago. I was living in Washington. She was living in Ohio at that point. The next time I saw her face was at an event in San Antonio in 2013. 
after I moved there to help my brother take care of my mom who had Alzheimer's. And I got offered to have a radio show on the Salem station right there in San Antonio. And the person who offered that to me was actually covering for joy at an event because she was back in Ohio taking care of something with her parents. And so this other person from the radio station, you know, we met, she said, you know, how'd you like to have a radio show? I'm like, what? You know, I mean, I knew it was a God thing because I knew God already told me I was going to have a radio show, but I had to wait four months for that to ever come to pass. And this was just dropped in my lap. Well, I find out, I don't know, a week later or something that Joy is the morning host on that radio station. So she's now living in San Antonio and I'm now living in San Antonio and we're on the same radio station. (laughs) So I invited her to be my first guest along with the gal who sponsored the event where I was, you know, offered that opportunity to be on the radio. And, you know, I think I even have photos of that. I will have to dig that up. Wow. (laughs) I know, because then we're like, wait a second. Wait a second, 20 years? We didn't even realize it till like years later. No, I I recognized your name. I said, Athena, I've heard that name. And then 20 years later, I'm thinking, you know, you put put it together, this publisher. And I said, I know you. <laughs> We've met. So, yeah. So here we were going from being in two different places of living, meeting in, in Illinois at the conference, then both being in the same place, being on the same radio station, to now being in back in, I'm back in Washington, you're back in Ohio, and we are back together working on a whole new exciting adventure. But I just love that backstory, how God like intertwined our paths. And in between there, you don't want to forget, I had stopped, I had ended my uh, tour at the radio station and started working with Logos Bible Software. So you and I were meeting up at different Christian author events and things, you know, so we continued to stay in contact and even shared a hotel room one time. We're like, it was just so fun to catch up with each other. (laughs) I know. So we've kind of woven in and out of each other's lives for the last 20 years. And now, I mean, I, well, you know, I'll share that part later. Because we'll, we'll, I, I have a little more uh, to tell what I thought God was going to have us do together. And it turned out to be something totally else. So with that, let's start. I'm going to go ahead and say, Jan, let's hear from you first. And why don't you share with us whatever favorite Romans 828 story you have in your life of God working all things together for good, even when you could not see that that would be the case. Well, I will keep it short because we could do a week's worth of stories. (laughs) (laughs) And I do know God is so faithful. And when you asked us to come and to be interviewed, I thought, well, I need to go back and reread, you know, Romans 8, 28. And then I thought, oh, let me read the whole chapter. And 
again, I was just surprised how much God has really implanted the whole chapter of Romans in my life that, first of all, there is now no condemnation. Mm. Boy, that was a, a big growth process and took many years. And I think that is sort of what caused me to make a lot of poor choices as a younger woman, because I always felt condemned. And when you condemn or have that feeling, you don't always make the wisest choices. You're always trying to fit in. You are always pushing yourself to be bigger than you are. And that in itself then starts to snowball. So I was so thankful that I am now able to come to that point to know there is now no condemnation to those who love him and are called according to his purpose. And not that we should go around doing bad things. Right. <laughs> we exactly. can sort of just do them anyway. But God has already forgiven us. And so that's a real important piece to me. And then I have the story to tell that actually Romans 8, 31 is my life verse. And I learned it back when I was probably nine to 12 years old. We went to a church camp meeting and it was the first time I had a little bit of money to spend in the bookstore. And I got this, this was, hey, these were pre-holograph kind of toys. These were, <laughs> oh, these are old toys, but you know, you turn it one way and it said, since God is for us, and then you turn it the other way, who can be against us? And I believe that growing up, having that as my life verse with knowing all of the obstacles that I have gone through, that I could always know there is nothing that is going to overcome me, not because of me, but because of God. And so I have held on to that verse. And so now to come that looking and again, getting ready for this adventure we're on as well as some other things that Joy and I have been doing since June of this past year, it's been a contemplative, reflective time of our lives, and especially for me. And I remember looking at Joy one day and says, well, what is my purpose? <laughs> you know, we do a lot of things in our lives, and we don't always know what the purpose. And from that, there has been just like an overwhelming opening of different reflections to let me know God has been orchestrating my life all the way back to, as you said in the introduction, when we hosted mom and dad's 20th wedding anniversary. It all started back then. So when we look at these choices I made as a young person, even though I knew God, I mean, I really had given my heart to God. But the real question is, when did God get a hold of me? Mm. There's a difference. Yeah. Okay. And so that we can talk about, but it was in the struggle and the growth of me growing that there were times that I was in such deep, dark depression or oppression from some of the family activities that were going on in my marriage that I felt like I was at the bottom of a cave and there was absolutely darkness. And you know, if you've ever been into some caves, sometimes you can at least feel the breeze. There was no breeze. I was so far back in the darkness. And I can remember seeing myself standing, just talking to God. You know, it wasn't a screaming or anything, but God, it's so dark. I need out. 
And you know what? It was possibly five to seven years and from the inside out. But I can remember one time I was somewhere and I felt like oh, there is a light prick, a, a, a pin of light. And so I knew that I wasn't as deep in the hole as I had been. And I could sense the rising. And I don't remember the event, but I can remember when I was at the mouth of the cave and like, I can breathe. I'm out. Mm. But you know, when we get out of the cave, now we are into the battle. <laughs> so it wasn't like you arrived. And I think that has been my greatest learning also. I've always wanted to get get there, get done, arrive and say, whew, I'm done. Now uh, 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 done. How's that working for you? <laughs> <laughs> you are right, Miss Athena. It's not. And I think okay. when I finally was able to mentally let go of looking for the happily ever after, even though, hey, our house we live in here in the Bahamas is called paradise. I do believe God did give me paradise. But it's not a paradise where you kick your feet up and you do nothing. Right. I am able to be at rest. And that's, I think, Joy has touched on that a lot. That once we really know the Lord and we have given him full sway in our lives, then, hey, I'm at rest. So I've always been a fighter. We can go back to, oh, Joy could even tell you, you know, hey, we talked about the uh, yin and the yang and the this and the that. Oh my goodness, we have stories, but that's two sisters. And it wasn't ever like we hated each other, but they all, like I said, okay. they didn't see her eyes. I did. No, we did not. We did not ever hate each other, but because we're different, right? That we have different opinions or ways that we may approach a situation. And so we have, through our lives, learned how to better communicate. And I'm so glad because I don't like being out of sorts with my sister. And then because I'm the fighter, I, I feel awkward having to say I'm sorry, too. <laughs> uh, God loves to humble us, doesn't he? He does. So that always being a fighter, though, has helped me in the situations that no weapon formed against me will prosper. So my Romans 8.28 has actually been coming from one event to another event to an obstacle and always coming out on the other side. Now, something I noticed is that, you know, there may have been people around me and they didn't fare as well. And I'm not saying anything about their faith, about their prayer, but all I can take care of is me. Right. And so when I would pray and I would say, God, I want them blessed. I don't want them harmed. But whatever the reason, whew, I made it through that one. And, and it was because I believe God's hand has been upon my life, our life, because of our parents and the heritage. He has been protecting us and guiding us. And that's why as we come to where we are now and being able to look back, it's like, oh, God, how did you weave that together? And he's done it so well so that he works all things together for good. The things that I thought were detrimental. I mean, I've had times when my life was in the balance several times. Mm. 
and not of my own necessarily fault. But again, if you're in the wrong place with the wrong people, wrong time, or just those incidents on a highway where you see half a mile away, all of a sudden this car is coming over into your lane and whoa, dear God, and you call out. And all of a sudden the car goes back either on the other side or one time I saw it go up over on the side of the um, the bridge and it went off on its own, but it missed wow. me. Wow. So only by God's grace yeah. has he brought me to where I am now and through every item, I know that I have declared only but by the grace of God, there go I, mm-hmm. and that he has made me tender enough so that I can be compassionate enough for other people. Mm-hmm. One last one, and then I'm going to give it over to Joy, because this was a turning point. Yeah, There was a day I had a job, and I it was like 50 some miles from my home, and I really didn't have the money that I should have, and I had to pay uh, going to park, and I had to pay for gas. I had to leave work and I had to go give my blood just so I could get gas money to get home. And when I looked around at the people, some were far less um, affluent, you know, they Mm -hmm. were street people. But I also saw um, police officers and other people who, you know, that they had regular jobs. And my heart was so tender that I never want to ever feel like I am better than somebody else because everyone is going through some kind of struggle. And that really changed my heart. I don't want to ever look at somebody who doesn't have what I have and say, well, it it should have been. Why did you do this? And that no, there is now right back to Romans eight chapter verse one. There is now no condemnation. No condemnation. Mm -hmm. And now I'll stop. (laughs) amen Amen. okay miss joy give us your favorite well not your favorite your life-defining romans 828 story well i thought my life-defining moment with that scripture that what i was going through was going to prove that that scripture did not exist it did not follow through so in 2005 my son, Christopher, is 13 years old, so perfectly healthy, six foot one, you know, about 170 some pounds, just full of full of life. He was playing basketball and he collapsed and died on the basketball court at 13. So at that time, I had Lauren, who was 10 and Olivia, who was five. And so their big brother went out to go play basketball and he never came back. Hmm devastated our lives. And it's now been about 16 years later. And I'm still like right now getting choked up just to to talk about it because that changed my life forever. It changed how I look at everything. Because I was growing up, you know, both of us PK kids. So when, when I prayed or when I wanted to, you know, serve God, I'm thinking if I serve God, everything should be fine. Everything should go my way. And I was thinking that I'm a good girl. I'm serving God. And, you know, that, like Jan said, that happily ever after, or, you know, you're just going to live life without any problems because 
God is in your life. And it was so hard to really learn that lesson because I prayed. We had the prayer chains going when uh, we were in the balance with Christopher's life and the paramedics were working on him. And we, came, the, the um, paramedics that came out and they said, Mr. and Mrs. Miller, we've done all we can do. And those are words that you know, no parent wants to hear. So in that, how in the world could God be working it out for our good? I want my son, right? Yep. So there was such a process. And I think the thing for me in that process is because I did love God, I hung in there. You know, I was upset, all those emotions, upset, mad, confused, questioning, sad depressed. I mean, all of it didn't want to keep living, but I had these two little girls that you, know, you, you do have to engage joy. So God, I just kept going to church. I kept even opening my Bible, the words, nothing. It was just nothing. I was just getting nothing. Um, someone else, they were talking in our church about God's a good God. And I tell you, I wanted to stand up one Sunday and just say, if God's a good God, why didn't my Christopher live? Yep. But the only thing that kept me in my chair was I thought, you know, if Christopher were here, he'd be really embarrassed by me standing up in church <laughs> and asking this question. So mm -hmm. I sat there and the Holy Spirit so sweetly spoke to my heart. He said, I am a good God. And my goodness is not based upon whether good things or bad things happen to Christians or non-Christians. He said, my goodness is that I will be with you through the good times and through the bad times. Yep. So it was like, oh, so there was the start of even being able to start looking at that scripture in a real way and saying, hmm. All right, God, I, I trust you, Christopher, at an early age, and even the Sunday before, we were standing at church holding hands as a family, and the, our pastor gave an altar call, so I, he was on my left, and I said, okay, I said, you, you know, like, do you need to ask Jesus into your heart, or, you know, are you okay? He says, Mom, I'm good. I know Jesus. That was Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. He's in the presence of his father. Wow. So I know where Christopher is. So it's been that lesson of trusting. That's where we, why we share the gospel. We want people to be ready for heaven. We're not promised tomorrow. Right. But I thought I'd have him for longer, but in the same breath. With that, I did finish that book and I'm going to be redoing it with redemption press thank you very much <laughs> but um there's a party in the pit and you're invited how do we keep on moving forward how do we keep trusting god in the midst of devastation in the midst of heartache in the midst of things that we cannot control yeah. and so it, it is a process and and god so sweetly has allowed me to smile again it, it's painful but when others have lost a child or something's going on. 
it's it's like we're first responders. You know how the first responders run in when it, when there's a fire or there's something going on. A lot of people are running out like, ah, I don't know what to do with this. I can run in because I'm like, I know what what they're feeling, how's how it's going. I'm not afraid to look at that. Right. So how has God turned that around and worked it out? One, Christopher is home with the father. I don't worry about him in the day and age we live in. I don't have to wonder what's going on out in, you know, in society and things. I know he's safe. Number two is the passion that I have because I've walked this way now. I can help others and I want to help others point them to Jesus, point them to the cross. And people who have go, go through like a loss of a child, you can get tangled up. You know, you can get tripped up. And I believe that's what the enemy wants them to do and kind of give up and quit this side of the finish line. And I want to come along and say, no, you can run. Let's go. Let's finish. And I'll run with them. And it's hope. So there's some other things, hope, helping hurting hearts heal and all those different things. I remember when you first were starting that and trying to come up with a name and I remember that God birthed that in you out of your experience. Yep. So that's a, that has been Romans that is, 28. Absolutely. And that's the passion around everything we do of creating an atmosphere for God to move and heal and give courage and give strength and get the glory through the bad times, turning it around into what he is designing. So we could, we could talk and talk and talk on this. <laughs> we could. I love that. And that's, you know, again, the, he never wastes our pain. And that's Romans 8, 28 in a nutshell. He doesn't waste our pain. He works it for good. He sends you into places where people are devastated and need to know they're not alone. Someone understands. Someone actually came out the other end and didn't, you know, put a gun to their head. which. You know, I mean, losing a child, that's, I mean, I just can't imagine that kind of pain. Well, and what encouraged me, Athena, was Christopher's basketball coach. They sat during the services, which were, well, not the services, but the viewing the night before with Christopher, probably a good eight, 10 hours of a whole day of people coming through. He sat there with his wife. And they, 10 years before that, had lost a child in a fire. So when I looked at them, they were dressed. She had a little makeup on. Her hair was done. And they were in their right mind. I kept looking at them. And it gave me hope because I thought, they're 10 years down the road. I'm just starting. And it gave me hope. So I think that, you know, that's what I want to be able to do is give people hope. And give God credit because the only way I could do it is through him. Yes. And you know what I want to say, Athena, because one with what Joy's gone through, what I've gone through, you've gone through a lot of the authors from Redemption Press, we become, I like my tagline on one of my videos podcast is that make your light so shine. You may be the only Jesus others may see. Because when you're going through these difficulties, you 
are touching people who might never step foot in a church. That's right. And so we have become the light that is making this dark world have something to look at versus being so black and bleak. So I just want to say that everything we are becoming involved in from working with you and in our own individual endeavors, it's about shining the light of Jesus so that others may see, come to know how wonderful he loves us. And he is so wanting to embrace us and take us forward. And he, you know, the scripture says, I have a plan for you, plan to prosper you, not to harm you and not prosper just like in money, but in like Joyce said, sound mind. I don't have to be crazy. You know, I can have peace and, you know, prosper us in all of the things that God has is good. The fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. So that's what he wants for all of us to enjoy and experience in the midst of whatever we're going through. Amen. Amen. And, you know, with everything that's happened in the last year, even more so, people are watching us and saying, well, let's see how you're going to handle this. They might not think it out loud or say it out loud, but, you know, for us to be able to trust God, even when things don't turn out the way we think they should, you know, that is a, that's going to bring hope when, and sometimes we won't even know it till we get to heaven. But let's transition into this, this fun story of where God has brought us together. And I don't know what's it been a couple months, Joy, I reached out to you to see if you might be able to help me build an audiobook division because she's on the radio. She knows voiceover. She knows all that stuff. So I'm like, okay, Joy, can you help me with this? And she goes, we have a long conversation. She goes, she prays, she comes back. She goes, I just, I, I really feel like it's not my sweet spot. I'm, I'm just not sure this is where God wants me. And in that conversation, we just start talking about this idea God gave me and that I wanted to start something where we could take the virtual digital stage and allow that, even when COVID's over, allow that as a way for our authors to be in front of people that need to hear their message and need to be encouraged and need to find hope. And Come to find out, which I was not aware of, that Joy had been doing some things like that with Jan, Jan as the techie person, Joy as the MC. So they'd already, like God prepared them and then gave me this idea of what we needed to do at Redemption Prep. And then bada bing, bada boom, there they are. And I don't know, I don't know how long it took, but it was like almost overnight. We had a plan. And we actually put on an event to be able to say, okay, this, this works. This, this is really, this is really God. (laughs) And when you shared that, that hit the sweet spot because it was like, oh my word. I got really excited because I thought we've been working on virtual events. You know, we've been hosting different conferences and things and you didn't know that. And I didn't know really what you were, you know, dreaming and thinking about. 
But then when we talked, it was quite a, a match just because of being able to allow your the authors to share their story on another platform, especially when COVID hit and we weren't able to get around to bookstores or different events and conferences. So this this was really a great opportunity. One, I feel like all the authors, you know, have a story to tell. Everyone really has a story to tell. And it is encouraging when you get a look behind the book. And and so we're just excited as all of this is kind of starting and we're still laying the groundwork. I think it is powerful all the way around for those who will be able to hear the stories and then even allowing the authors to share up close and personal yeah, a, a little bit behind the scenes. So yeah, we're excited. And to have Jan, you know, you're kind of the, the personality and the MC kind of person. And Jan is the tech person that knows how to push all the buttons and pull the levers and make things go woo and make them go away and make them show up on the screen. And it's like, you know, you got to have, you have to have a team. You can't just do something like that, like a virtual event and do it professionally uh, by yourself. Right. It doesn't work. And so to, I had no idea that you had your sister who, I mean, that's, I just love that about God is he, He's got it all figured out and we just kind of, if we obey him and we take steps of obedience, he like says, well, see, here you go. I was already working it all out and we had the greatest, we did a trial run. We did a three day tour where we just had two authors each for each two hour event. We had two different authors. And so we had six authors on the tour. We featured the She Writes for Him books. We just had to pick something that we could do quickly to really run through it and see if it would work. And I just can't believe the comments, the encouraging words, women who were just like, I needed to hear that today, right now, I needed that word. And just to see that happening the way we saw when we did our She Writes for Him conference, it was the same feel and the same Holy Spirit there meeting needs and meeting these women where they were at. They needed to be encouraged. And I just loved seeing how it unfolded and how we're able to take that and refine it. And now we're in the process of working out a calendar for the whole year where we have different months where we'll have different combined events that authors can join if their book is about hope or joy or a great Christmas gift, or we're just right in the middle of putting that together. So we actually have something on the books that authors can take advantage of and be part of. And I just cannot tell you how excited I am to see this unfold the way God wants to do it. Well, I think that's why, you know, the the Romans 828, he has been working it out and it has gone like clockwork. Has it been all easy. There were some straight up learning curves. There were some, you know, almost all nighters, all all dayers and (laughs) different things, but he gave us grace to get it done and it was done well. And so I'm just excited about, you know, 2021 and the future of what, what God is going to do 
because it's a, it's actually a ministry platform and yeah. it's going to be allowing maybe those who aren't going to church because they can't go to church right now to be able to hear the gospel. It's just like reading the Bible. Those are stories. Right. Moses, you know, Esther, all of those are stories. They were real life. And we read those for encouragement, for things that God will speak to our hearts. Same with, with the authors now. They're relevant to what we're doing now. We read their stories. It helps us to be encouraged and know what God is speaking to them. And if he will do that for them, he'll do that for me. So I cannot wait to you know help the authors share and tell their stories. And you've been doing that for years on your morning talk shows and your evening talk shows, all the different radio opportunities that you've had over the years. So I just love how he's using that gift. Woo! And video. It is fun because it's, you know, when I put it together, I've really been at it about 30 years worth of television, radio, of interviews in front of the camera, behind the camera, behind the mic and, and, and doing all kinds of things. So wow. it, it is a God time. It is a God platform. And God is ready to do some amazing things through Redemption Press and the authors that are going to come through and share their stories. Yeah. And I want to say that we have to always learn to trust God's timing as he worked all these things out. Because I know for me personally, I thought I had missed it. You know, you would have hoped this could have all been unfolding when you're in your early 20s, maybe 30s. Not, and we're not naming our age. But God has saved the best for last. We are now being able to take a lifetime of experience and put it to his purpose, right. not for us. And I think that was a big thing. I also, when I look back on my life, if God had allowed me to achieve what we are doing now, I might have missed giving him all the glory. Yeah. And he was protecting me from harming myself. Wow. And so that now he knows he's going to get all glory. And now, boy, the lid's coming off. We are ready to roll. <laughs> and we got we've got some great kind of the structure we want to offer, different, you know, group events. And then we want to offer if an author wants to set up an actual tour of different stops and it's just that one author. We've even got uh, set up so that we can host and facilitate a, a retreat, a virtual retreat that the author can put on. So it's so much fun to come up with all these different ideas of ways that authors can minister on this digital stage in a way that will impact lives. And so I am super, super excited about what we get to do with this and what God's going to do. I just am excited to look forward to that. Let me just say that if you're listening right now and that sounds like something you would like to know more about, I'm going to send you to Romans828mediagroup.com and we'll have some information there for you to uh, find out more. And, uh, but there's no colon between the 828. So we know it's Romans chapter eight, verse 28, but in this particular URL or address on the internet, it is Romans eight to eight media 
www.thepowerhouse.com. So we'd love to have you check that out. And uh, ladies, do we've got just a few more minutes. Let me just throw this. I'm just going to lob this over on your side here and say, can you think of one tip or tool that you've used yourself to help you keep perspective and remember that God really is working all things together for good, even when you can't see it? I think one thing for me, I've learned to write things down. I have to write it down. And it may be a thought, it could be a scripture, it could be a billboard that I saw, just the thought. But if I don't write it down, I won't remember it. So writing things down, and I could pull my journal out, I have it right here in my purse. And I think one of the best things about writing it down is that you can go back. It encourages yourself. So just like David had to encourage himself in the Lord, sometimes when you write it down, you can go back and encourage yourself in the Lord. Mm, That is good. I'm a big journaler. So I totally agree with that. Amen. How about you, Jan? Mine is similar, but it's probably not the writing. I love to write, but in, in a different way. But what has encouraged me is remembrance. You know, in the Bible, it talked about where they would put the stones and they would talk about it. And it was in remembrance. When I was in difficult places, I would always go back and rehearse knowing I I know the Bible is true. And I would say, well, when God did this and, you know, the walls of Jericho and he did this and he did this and I rehearse it, then we come into and he did it for me. And I know that, hey, I could have drowned, but I saw a star in the sky. And I you people talk about seeing their life pass before them. I can't explain it, but I did. You know, so I know. All of these events that have happened in my life. So if he's helped me and saved me from all this, he did it in the Bible. He is faithful. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I'm standing for today that there is nothing that is going to come against me that's going to prosper. You know, since God is for us, who can be against us? Goes right back to Romans 8, 31. I think so. And you know what? It says nothing formed against you will prosper. That doesn't mean it won't be formed. So, you know, we got to be ready because the enemy is, we're actually going to do something that's going to glorify God. He's not going to like that. He's going to try and shut us up, wear us out, distract us, create chaos, create sickness, create, you know, that's what he wants to do, but it's not going to prosper. And so that's good. The remembrance and the journey, you know, the writing down and really always getting things written down that encourage you that you can go back to and be encouraged again. I love that. Well, ladies, we are going to wrap this. We're going to land this plane and wrap it up. And I'm just so excited to those who are listening will have the opportunity to see a clip from or, or even the full event that we just had. So they'll get to know both of you a little bit better with that. But I'm just excited to see all that God is going to do. And uh, happy 2021. And thank you both so much for being on the All Things Podcast today. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Miss Athena. <laughs> it was great having you. 
Well, thanks for joining us today for the All Things Podcast brought to you by Redemption Press and the Romans 828 Bookstore. So, hey, I'd like to ask you a favor. If you would, consider sharing this episode with your friends on social media. And if you haven't yet left a review of the podcast on Apple, I would love it if you would take a minute to do that as it would help other people find the show and also let them know that it's a show worth listening to. So thanks so much for joining us today and I will see you next week. Bye for now.